Um, I'd just like to know how many of you have read this morning's entry for the prayer diary. Can you just indicate if you have? Anybody? Oh, hands up those of you who are going to read it. Well, has nobody read it yet except me? Did somebody say yes? Oh good, one or two of you have. Well, you, if you need to, can drift a bit because you know what I'm going to say. It's all about saints because on Thursday it is All Saints Day. I wonder how many saints you can name. How many, how many could we name together? Do you, think, do you think we could get up to 50? 100? No. Um, well, there's, there are hundreds. I, I, uh, I once picked up this book. It was free, I wouldn't have bought it, but <laughs> it's, it's um, all about, it's just the saint's name and why they were made saints. And there's hundreds and hundreds of them. And the book is 60 years old, so there'll be some more by now. Saints with a capital S. <clears throat> um, well, it's in the Roman Catholic Church uh, where saints are most honored. Um, certain men and women who, while they lived, showed exceptional degrees of holiness or likeness or closeness to God. But in more general terms, um, most churches do consider all the faithful deceased to be in, hev in heaven to be saints. But some are more worthy of great honour than others. And I think we Methodists could go along with that fairly well. Um, the Methodist Church doesn't say much about saints, does it? Except <coughs> we have a habit of naming our churches after saints. <coughs> um, but uh, there is actually a section in the hymn book, this hymn book and the previous one, <coughs> just about saints. It's the, about the shortest section in the whole book. There's only six hymns, of which the one that we would know best, I think, is For All the Saints Who From Their Labours Rest. Uh, we know that one, don't we? Uh, that's um, 743 in Singing the Faith. Um, and, it, and it does make the point that that's what we believe. No, it's 746. I'll just read you the first verse. For all the saints who, oh no, it isn't 75, 47. For all the saints for who from their labours rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. And then it goes through thinking about all the qualities that go to making up a saint. And there are quite a few. <coughs> so we in singing a hymn like that, are giving thanks to God for all the Christians who have been an inspiration uh, to future generations. But these are saints with a small s, 
not saint as in St Andrews. So I wonder what the word saint conjures up for you. Would you have to be um, careful in the company of a saint because they'd probably judge you and find you wanting? I think really that uh, our understanding of, of the word saint with a small s has got a bit muddled. In modern translations of the Bible, the word which is translated uh, from what we know as a saint is now translated as holy one or godly one. But maybe that doesn't make it any easier. Do we want to be in the presence of a holy person? Have we got a picture of somebody, how they behave if they're holy? Well, if they're, if they're behaving as we have a picture in our head, I think we would call them holier than thou. Um, too, too conscious of what they are. Because if you're really holy, you're not conscious of being holy. So saints are people who have experienced the love of God, are seen most clearly in the Lord Jesus Christ, and are open to the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And every day they look to Jesus to help them and inspire them. So that's, uh, that's, that's a li little bit easier, isn't it, to um, think of than um, just the word saint conjures up. And such people have not reached a point in their life where sin and selfishness goes away, because it never does. It just gets more subtle. But they try by the grace of God to be God-centred rather than self-centred, and they cling to the understanding that Christ came to save sinners. And so they look to him constantly. Now I think we have to be careful lest we think saints are passive people. Being careful at all times never to get themselves into a situation where they might be compromised or solid or uh, in any way. Well, the only people who never get anything wrong never do anything, do they? Can you think of a parable that Jesus told that makes this plain? Well, you really are half asleep this morning because it was just about this that, that, we, that Jean read. The parable of the man with the talents, we used to say, but the man, one had 10 pieces of gold given to him by the master who said, give you this. One had five, one had one. And then the master went away for a long time, entrusting that money to them to do, use it well. And when he came back, the one with the ten, he said, five, he said, how many have you got now? I've got ten. Oh, good, good, good. The one that had two, I've got two more to give to you. Oh, good, good, good. Then the man comes with the one that is dug up and washed under the tap. And he says, uh, i give you this back because I knew you were hard and I was frightened to lose it. So I thought I'd better just bury it and then it would be here for you when you came back. Well, he was not best pleased, was he? To put it mildly, he was not best pleased. So, we just have to embrace life, don't we? Get on with it and do what we can while we can, even though that will mean at times we get it wrong or we misunderstood or 
you know, it doesn't work out, but we've tried. And that's what Jesus is telling us in that story. Christians are called to engage in life and risk getting things wrong. Now, another definition of saint, which I rather like, is this one. Saints are people through whom we glimpse God. Saints are people through whom we glimpse God. And it just reminded me of um, a couple I knew uh, quite a long time ago when I was in an appointment in Lincolnshire. And um, there was a lovely couple in the church, many lovely couples, but this particular couple, he was a probation officer, she was a teacher, and um, he, he, he had a wonderful reputation as a big a probation officer. He helped so many people. And he was a great preacher and a good help anybody. But he suffered from depression. And he only had one bout of depression in the nine years that I was there. But when he had it, he really, really, really had it. And he was off work for quite a long time. And I used to go and see him. And his wife used to go into the kitchen if she was at home so that uh, I could have a chat with him. But basically, I listened. Because I think there's nothing more important than listening. People find their own answers. They just use you as a sounding board. So there, there I was, listening to him. And he was saying, I'm useless, I'm hopeless, there's no point to life, and all this. And it, this was going on week after week after week. Poor man, he really, really was sunk low. And one day, I just, I felt, I felt my eyes watering, and I said, but Peter, I have glimpsed God in you. I, I just had to tell him, because I had glimpsed God in him. And he, he couldn't see it for himself. And we do, you don't see it for yourself, others see it in you. So we, the definition of the saint being someone in whom we catch a glimpse of God, is a wonderful thing. Now, something else has struck me um, to do with saints. What do we call a group of saints? If you call um, a group of geese a gaggle, or a cows a herd, or um, a lion's a pride, what do you call a, a group of saints? I'm expecting to get this one. Oh, I can't see you. Have you got an answer? A school. A school? Can you get a better answer than a school of saints? Hmm? A company of saints? A choir of saints? Oh dear. <laughs> well, you'll be all right, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, what about um, what the, how the Apostles' Creed puts it? What do we say in the Apostles' Creed? We talk about a communion. A communion of saints, don't we? A communion of saints. Uh, communion coming from a Greek word. I don't remember many, but I do remember this. Koinonia is Greek for communion. And koinonia means fellowship or partnership. So I think that's quite good. A communion of saints, that's what you are this morning. Christians in individual churches and in the community, 
made up of all kinds of people, none of them perfect, bound together by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, seeking to be faithful to their Lord and to each other, and therefore in Christian terms, called to be a communion of saints. Uh, can we see ourselves as a communion of saints? I can see you. Yes, that's what we're called to be. Each one of us is different, and God draws each to himself. If we try to look to him in all things, we will be growing into his likeness. So I say to you, thank God for anyone you know or have known through whom you have glimpsed God. Would you all say you glimpsed God through somebody? Would you? Yes. Good. <laughs> and for ourselves, we won't be thinking about being saints. We're much too taken up with hanging on to our Lord and to keep us from falling and seeking at all times to point people to our Lord by word and deed. Amen. So you enjoy reading your prayer diary before you go to bed tonight. Because it's a treasure store. Amen.